courage. Courage is the key to life itself. It takes courage to act. Part of being hungry when you've been defeated, it takes courage to start over again. If I could do anything for you, I would walk into your life and I would breathe courage into your life. And courage is a result of confidence. You have never seen a courageous person that didn't have confidence. Human potential is not of any kind of measurable limit. It can go as far as you desire or as, as far as you have the courage to walk. How do you stand up to massive external pressure? Courage. And courage is something that comes from relationships. You know, it's external. There are days we're going to doubt ourselves. There are days that storms are going to rise. And we have to have people who say, I got your back. You need to do this. We need you. The world needs this. Keep going. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the judgment that what you want is more important than your fear. It takes courage to achieve your goals, man. It takes courage to be successful. Patience and inner voice makes you unbeatable. You've lived a life dominated by doubt and fear. How do you step into bravery? Step. Take the step. No more would I live like this. It takes courage to fight back. If you don't have the courage to act, life will move on you. You don't work for nobody else. You work for your mama, you work for your sister, you work for your aunts, you work for your grandma, you work for your family, you work for your kids. You ain't making no other man rich. Do you have the courage to stand there though the storms keep raging? It takes courage to be successful. It takes courage to win. It takes courage to be different. It takes courage to go where you've never gone before. A lot of people who are born in situations where they say, well, I just, I'll never get out of this. So they won't. I say to people who say, well, I, I would like to have done so and so and so. So well, you could have done it. So, well, I couldn't get out of here. Man, the bus runs every day. As you look at your life, yourself the question, what would your life be like? What would your life look like if you decided not to care what people thought of you? What would your life be like if you decided to give up some of your fears? What would your life be like if you decided to become courageous? What would your life be like if you decided to act on your dream if you did what you felt in your heart. You know what courageous means? Tom Ruskin and Randy Reed said, they said that courage comes from a French word which means of the heart. But how does it feel to you? He says it's courage, you know, it takes courage to, to live. 
Since most people go through life not allowing themselves to step out because they don't want to let go. They don't want to be blown around. They don't want to be moved. The courage to face life's whirling wind of contradictions. The courage to love yourself. The courage to love. For years, I was afraid to love. The courage to take a chance. The courage to be who you are. He says, courage isn't for somebody else, for medals, applause, or moral debts. Courage is what, at that moment, feels most right for you. Not just situational ethics, but what feels right in your heart, the word of the heart. What feels right in your heart. One great philosopher says, cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. What does that mean? The valiant people aren't afraid? No, no, no. It means that they experience that fear and they move forward. They move forward anyhow. Many people are dead now. Many people are allowing their dreams to die. Many people are allowing the ideas to lie dormant and collect dust. Many people have all this talent and ability that they are allowing to be in, buried inside of them that they will take with them to their graves because they didn't have the courage to be who they are. And I say as you begin to look toward the future and manifesting your greatness, it's going to take everything in you. Do you have the courage to get what you want? It takes courage to achieve your goals, man. It takes courage to be successful. It's scary. Being like everyone else, doing what the masses do and following the herd, that's easy. It's easy to be comfortable. It's easy not to try. It's easy to give up. It's easy to stand on a sideline and watch while other people with courage go out and get all this for themselves that you want for yourself. It's easy to look at these people and make excuses as to why they can do what you can't and say things like, yeah, that's because they've got this and that, or I'd do it if it wasn't for this and that. All that is easy. And let me tell you, if you don't want to make waves or you're scared what people think, then you better prepare yourself for a life of mediocrity. You better dress like everyone does. Walk and talk like everyone does. Because as soon as you start to stand out, they're going to try and pull you back in. And it takes courage to push through that. As soon as you start to change, and I'm sure some of you have tried and tried a lot, you're going to get these people that want to keep you where they are. Because if you outgrow them, you're leaving them behind. And then they'll have to admit to themselves that it's possible. And that's the scariest thing in the world for them to do. Because that takes courage. That takes balls of steel. You need courage to change your life. Courage is needed to face your fears. To step out of your comfort zone and say, that's it. I'm done. No more. No more will I take this No more will I live like this. No more will I let people treat me like this. It takes courage to fight back. It takes courage to get what you want and to start changing your stars. You have to go into it with the knowledge that it ain't going to be easy. It's going to be a f***ing battle. Not just any battle. Not just some fight on a playground. This is a fight of life and death. And it takes courage to face that sh But you've got it inside you, I know it. I believe you can like I believe I can. And I make these videos and do these talks to try and get it across to people that ain't yet got the courage themselves that they can do anything they want to do. If you just have the courage. You can either be a victim of your life or the master of it. But the choice, that's yours to make. 
There's enemies all through life. People that hurt you, people who lie to you, people that cheat on you and people that beat you. But there is only one enemy that can destroy you and that's the enemy within. This enemy you can't escape. You can only tame because it lives inside your head. It enjoys trying to destroy you, convincing you that you're nothing, that you'll never be nothing, that you came from nothing and you'll never get out. You're never going to change. You're never going to achieve your dreams. You're never going to make a difference. You're never going to get what you want. The enemy within feeds you this poison on a daily basis if you let it. For me, I picture the enemy within in a round cage in my mind. And it's circling this cage, but it never takes its eyes off me. It's baiting me, waiting for me to step into that cage with it so it can once again overpower my mind with its negativity. All its lies, all its paranoia, all its stress, all its depression, all its anxiety. You know what that cage is called? It's my comfort zone. I've found that when that enemy within is at its strongest and most powerful is when I'm comfortable and not striving to get better. The best way to keep it in check is to work on yourself daily. Work on the way you look at the world around you. Look at solutions rather than focusing on all the problems. Don't listen to its lies about what might happen if you try that new thing and just try it. You do this and you are constantly getting stronger than that enemy within. Bigger and stronger so it's no match for you. You're f***ing unstoppable. But never forget this. You cannot beat the enemy within. You can only tame it. You can only make sure you work on your mind like a muscle in the gym so you remain bigger and stronger than it. But that enemy within will always be there, circling that cage, staring at you, waiting, silently waiting for you to slip up. So keep it in check. Work on yourself daily and never give in. Every single day we are all faced with fears. Opportunities that appear throughout our day-to-day lives and the easy thing to do is to just walk away. These fears can be anything from applying to a job, telling that person how you feel, taking that first step. What I've found in life so far when I think about it is all of these things normally have one thing in common. The fear that you might fail. What if I apply for that job and I don't get it? What if I tell that person how I feel and they don't feel the same? What if I take that first step doing whatever it is and I get hurt? The fear of failure is rooted deep in all of our subconsciouses, but most of us don't even know it exists. We go about our day-to-day telling ourselves the reason we aren't doing the things that we should be doing is because some bigger fear, some greater reason that actually doesn't exist at all. If you're listening to this now, I want you to consciously know from this day forward that the real reason you ain't doing what you should be doing and have the life you deserve is because subconsciously you're afraid to fail. You're afraid you won't get it. You're afraid they'll say no. You're afraid you'll get hurt. You're afraid you'll fail. Face your fears. Once you admit this simple truth and start getting real and honest with yourself, you'll start finding it a lot easier to deal with. Because let me tell you something. When you admit that it's failure you're afraid of, failure suddenly becomes nothing to be afraid of at all. You have the strength inside you to do anything, be anything. But all the while you're letting fear control you, you won't do anything. Face your fears. There's a quote by Goethe and it says, if you look at a person as they are, they will always remain that way or maybe be worse. But if you look at a person, mm, this is good. If you look at a person as they could be, they will grow into what they should be. We have to know what we stand for. I'm not talking about what your company stands for. I'm not talking about your family values. 
I'm talking you as an individual. When you walk into a room, what do you represent? As you, as you as an individual, when people around you see you, what feeling do they get? How do you leave your energy impression on the people around you? As individuals, we have to do that. That's the first step that we have to do when we're talking about make your mark. Everybody repeat after me, make my mark. Repeat after me, in order to make my mark, I have to define my mission statement. In order to make your mark, some of you are going through, you're on the journey of becoming, and you have to look at adversity with a new perspective, right? By a show of hands, how many of you guys have experienced fear? I need the elbow to lock. So here's what fear does. Fear is restrictive. Fear stops us from taking the steps that we need to take to become the best version of ourselves. Fear is the thing that's literally holding you back from doing the thing that you're supposed to do. Fear is stopping you from becoming the leader that you're supposed to be now. One of the things that I've learned in my past is that leadership is not a title. Leadership is an action. Leadership is not the title that you have. You can clap for that because let's go. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is an action. Leadership is not a noun. Leadership is a verb. Leadership is not what you look like or where you are. Leadership is the way in which you interact and how you treat the people around you. I'm trying to tell you something, people. Leadership is each and every one of you right now are a leader. Young professionals, unemployed, if you don't know what's going on, you're a leader just by the way in which you operate. I'm being honest. Many of us are stuck and stagnant in situations because we believe that we need someone to give us the card to initiate what we're supposed to do. Someone here is literally supposed to absolutely put their time and their effort in something new. Like someone here right now is supposed to focus on their dream and their goals and their aspirations. The question that I ask myself every time that I speak, I don't look at this as a keynote, I look at this as an assignment. The thing that I ask myself, the thing that I ask myself is if I don't operate in my faith and instead operate in my fear, if I don't chase my dreams and become the person that I'm supposed to be, who loses out? I realized that I wasn't doing this for me. Like every time I do something, it's not just for me. There are people who are watching you right now in your journey and you're inspiring them just by the way in which you move. I'll tell you the one thing that will build confidence you need to actually put yourself out there in this school year is letting go of what other people think and living your version of life. Because too many students are living a watered-down version of someone else. They're living a watered-down version of their friends, how their friends want them to be. They're living a watered-down version of what their family pushes them to be or what society suggests them to be as opposed to being their own person. So go all in on you. Whatever that may mean, what excites you, what, what pushes you, because our biggest problem, I believe, is that we compare our behind the scenes to everyone else's highlight reel. We compare our failures to everyone else's highest points of confidence, to everyone else's successes. We compare our insecurities to everyone else's highest points of confidence, then we feel like we're not enough. So go all in on you, whatever that may mean. The one thing that I don't 
enjoy about my job is that I come to a school and when I was a student in going in to college, I didn't see myself as someone who could really make an impact. I didn't see myself as someone who could really contribute. It was only until I started putting myself out there, sharing my ideas, putting myself in uncomfortable situations that forced me to grow, that I became a beat that contributed to what made my school better because I was a part of it. Realize that you have the ability to make an impact. You have an opportunity to change that story in your head. Put yourself out there because when you do, amazing things happen. This school needs your leadership. They need your influence. They need your impact. It is time to show up. We're all carrying things in our pack. All of us are carrying these stories that are imposed by other people, by friends, by family, by society, by Instagram. And what happens is when we are faced with a challenging situation, we approach it with all of that stuff. Some of you believe the stories that you've made up in your own head. The story of I'm not good enough. The story of I'm not academically inclined. The story of I'm not a morning person. The story of I can't really make new friends. The story of I can't really have an impact on the people around me. And now listen, I want to be abundantly clear. I'm not the guy that's going to come in here and tell you what stories to tell yourself, but I want you to get back to the place where you can start telling yourself better stories. Stories that you are enough, that you are charismatic enough, that you are courageous enough, that you aren't like them and that's okay because you are like you. I believe when we stop believing the stories that we tell ourselves in our own heads, and start telling ourselves new stories, stories that are actually aligned with who we are and who we would like to become. That is when we are able to change ourselves and change the people around us. But I want you to raise the question within yourself of defining the snake in your life. That thing that keeps on coming up that it is time to face, because here's what I know. Every single person in this room, student and faculty, has something that comes up that tries to get in their way, make them want to quit and turn around and walk away. And what I know to be true is defining that thing for you is the only way to be able to overcome it. We talk a lot about leadership going into a new school. How do you show up as a leader in this school in the community around it? True leadership is leaning into the things you're afraid of. True leadership is consistently choosing courage instead of fear. True leadership is having the courage, the audacity to take on challenges, things that don't make you feel good while inspiring other people to do the same. It takes courage to make a new friend. It takes courage to stand up for that person that you see on campuses isn't being done right. It takes courage to wake up a little earlier instead of late, to join that student group, to put yourself out there more than you thought that you could. It takes courage to live a great life. So make the decision today of what courageous act are you going to make for yourself and the people at this school. It starts by taking on the things that you can actually affect, that you can control, and that you can impact because I see way too many students coming into college and university that allow themselves to be defined by what happened yesterday. They allow themselves to be defined by what happened last week. Some of you in this room think because of one failed test that you are a failure. 
when the reality is those are moments, not characteristics. And my personal belief is that we need to start seeing those moments for what they are. Moments. Oh yes, it's true. Many people put it on the line. Many people get out there every day and do something that has never been done before. Many people out there put it on the line and do something special to help someone else. Why can't we recognize them? No matter where you go, no matter where you may be, someone is out there right now that is doing something far greater and they're putting so much work in to make a difference in this world. Why can't we honor them? Why can't we honor those servicemen and women? You have to consider the fact there are great doctors, there are great lawyers, there are great teachers, there are great mothers and fathers, there are great people in this world. We all are responsible for one another. We all have a duty. We all have to serve. Whether you wear a uniform or not, you have to serve. Can you be a serviceman? Can you be a servicewoman? Can you serve? Are you prepared to serve? Do you have the ability to serve? Don't make it about yourself. You have a duty. You have a responsibility. They didn't give up. Why should you? Keep moving. Keep believing. We are all one. Both far and near. We must serve. So this day, we honor the servicemen and women who put it on the line, who've given their all. And if they make it home, and they have the ability to put their arms around their loved ones. Job well done. And there will be a new day. And that day starts a new opportunity. A new opportunity to make something else special happen. A C student can justify anything and the worst part about it they can believe the excuse don't look at me like that some of you guys have been defeated already in your life you're saying to yourself you know what I got a GED nobody wants me I used to be an alcoholic nobody wants me my own father used to tell me I was no good nobody wants me I'll just work this little dead-end job and we'll figure out what's next because I don't have anywhere to go. Some of you guys can relate to what I'm saying. Somehow, some way, you've disqualified yourself. I work with so many people and I can relate to it. Nobody can beat you but you. 
Nobody can stop you but you. But the worst thing you can do will disqualify yourself. Now I'm 50 years old. I got a wife. I got kids. I got mortgages. I got bills. School is over. That's all about the real deal right now. You guys with me? Is there any excuse for an adult not to get an A out of life? So when you go to work, is there any excuse for you not to be an A manager? Is there any excuse for your store not to be an A store? Is there any excuse for you to go home and not to be an A husband? Is there any excuse for you not to be an A wife or a mom or a dad? Is there any excuse? Because we're not in middle school anymore. We're not in high school anymore. So on report card day, I came home and I would sit down with my mom and dad and I would make excuses about my seat. Well, mom, you know, I don't like to teach it, mom, and the teacher doesn't like me. That's why she gave me a seat. You know, my mom would say, that teacher didn't give you nothing. You earned it. Nobody can stop you but you. You know, I had a goal of playing in the NBA and I got there. You guys know I had a goal of doubling my NBA income and I got there. If you set a goal and you make the intention that you're going to get there, do you know that you writing it down and looking at it every single day, you're seven times more likely to achieve that goal? This is America, ladies and gentlemen. It can happen to you. It can happen for you. But you got to write these goals down, play them on tablets, so they can be seen by men. And that man and that woman is you. My father said, write your goals down, son. And I wrote them down. I said, Dad, I'm going to play in the NBA. And I'm a... That's your problem, son. Your value system screwed up. You're smart. This family's about being a student athlete. Rewrite your goals tomorrow and give them to me. He didn't yell at me. He didn't browbeat me. He didn't criticize me. He said, son, that's your problem. Your value system is screwed up. Redo them and give them to me tomorrow. You know, some of you guys can have more in life, but your value system is screwed up. You're more excited about Facebook and Instagram. But some of you guys, it's golf. And I go to work, man, I can't wait to hit that golf course. My father taught me something very valuable. But you know what? You will dwell in what you dwell on. You will dwell in what you dwell on. If you dwell on marijuana, you will dwell in marijuana. And you will get the weed smoker's reward. I thought about it the other day. I'm from Chicago. I've never been to a thug retirement party. Have you? I've never been to a thug retirement party. I guess I have. They're called funerals. What you dwell in, you dwell on. So can I give you a little bit of advice? Make sure your value system is good. Make sure your value system makes sense. People say all the time, well, what's most important to you? God, family, work. And I know what you're going to write down, but it's got to be real in your heart. Does that make sense? What was in my heart was sports, and that's no lie. My father said, redo your value system, son. It's good now. I read it the next day. I said, Dad, you ready? Yeah. Okay, Dad.
I'm gonna graduate college in four years. I'm gonna play in the NBA. Anybody know why I duck? <laughs> My dad had a nice backhand. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna play in the NBA. This is what I said. I'm gonna make more money in business than I did in sports. You know what my father said? I like it, son. I like it. I want you to take those goals out and look at them every single day. Before I knew it, that 2.1 turned into a 2.9. Before I knew it, I got selected to be president of the journalism club, captain of the homecoming committee. Before I knew it, began, people began to recognize me not as an athlete, but as a leader in school. All of a sudden, I wanted a 3.0. I'm going to get a 3.0. I'm going to get a 3.0. And they were like, Walter, it's mathematically impossible. You know what I'm talking about? So I got as high as I can get. A 2.9. I realized, you know what? I could have had a 3.0 easy. If I would have taken advantage and been a little bit more mature in my past life. Some of you guys need to hear what I'm saying to you right now. Some of you guys used to be immature in your past life. Can I get a witness? <laughs> now you're not in middle school anymore. You're not in high school. Childhood is over, would you agree? And grown men and grown women think a certain way, operate a certain way, and have a certain mindset and mentality. I want you to understand you are a part of a legacy. You've heard about your mom's story. You've heard about your dad's story. Now it's time for you to build your story. My father was a sharecropper in Tennessee. I heard all the stories my dad would tell me being a young black boy in Tennessee. He said, son, I got called the N-word so many times, I began to think it was my first name. But I busted my butt for you, son. I busted my butt. I went back to college for you, son. I got educated for you, son. Everything I do is for you, son. See, right now, I want you to understand you are a part of a legacy. Many of you guys, your mom made sacrifices for you. Your dad made sacrifices for you. Now it's time for you to grab the bull by the horns and impact your legacies. Everybody with me? Your mom and dad have this story. Your grandfather, your grandmother has his and her story. Now you are building your story. I was at a track meet one day, and I was watching a four-by-one relay. And I love a four-by-one relay because that first sprinter takes off with the baton in their hand and they run as hard as they can, as fast as they can, and when they get to the next athlete, they yell, STICK! And that next athlete takes off running, but they reach back. They just reach back a little bit. Then they run as hard as they can, as fast as they can, for 100 meters, and then they yell, STICK! And it's so important to make a successful handoff because if you don't make a successful handoff, you are disqualified. And the next athlete's turn is to run as hard as you can, as fast as you can, and then they yell, stick! And they hand it to the anchor. That anchor is Carl Lewis. That anchor is Flojo. That anchor is Usain Bolt. And that last hundred meters, whoa! They come around that curve, and all you see is elbows and form, and they come down across that finish line. Oh! Oh, that distracted me. And I saw them handing this baton. They kept yelling, stick! 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 Your father might be from Russia. 
Your grandfather might be from Cuba, Colombia. I don't know where they're from, but let me tell you something. At some point, they're going to yell, stick! Nepotize in your hand. So we don't have time to be silly anymore, would you agree? We don't have time to play games anymore, would you agree? You got to get that baton in your hand. You got to run as hard as you can, as fast as you can. And every day in that car in the morning, my dad would just talk to me. Like, son, I'm from Tennessee, son. Education is very valuable. You cannot devalue education the way you're... Education is important, son. That's the way out. Education, working hard. Education, getting trained. Smart families are training and development organizations masquerading as a family. Mom, dad, you were head trainers of a family. You know what my dad would say? Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Be sweet. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Every time I left the house, my mom would say, be sweet, baby. Be sweet. My dad would say, go get it, son. Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet. 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 My family had two core values. Go get it, son. Be sweet, baby. I used to go into class and say, man, if I get a C, I'm good. If I can pull off a B, C, I'm good. Never even went for that. And you know that the average person thinks the same exact way? They could do more. They could be more if they believe more.